This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, a good goal! Mike Bar post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it. It's Cradley! Colin Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant goal from Harry McCurdy! Hello, Terry. Hello, Rich. What a rock and roll Friday night we're, we've got ourselves here. Red hot, full tilt, maximum paced lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, Friday nights, eh? Um, spent the week desperately waiting for sort of a flurry of news, but it was a slow trickle it, this week, wasn't it? A drip, drip, drip is um, sort of where we where we are at the moment, and it, it feels like we could do with. Something a bit more, but I suppose we can get stuck into that, can't we? We certainly can, but we want more. What more do you need than Melksham Town to kick off pre-season? We're here. It's happening. Where does the time go? It, it comes around, Rich, doesn't it? Especially this year, thanks to uh, thanks to FIFA and their and their uh, Ill, ill-thought-out plans. Here we are. The season starts this month, which um, which is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, so silly. Four, four weeks tomorrow, well, four weeks today as this goes out, um, we will be doing it all again. I think the thing that annoys me most, actually, isn't the early start. It's the fact they haven't moved the transfer window to, to match. Um, and this annoys me most because we know that we do loads of business at the back end of the transfer window. And genuinely, we could sign someone on August the 31st and they miss 10% of our season or more. Um, which doesn't really make much sense to me, but there you go. 
Am I right in saying it's still two months until the window closes, 1st September? Or... As far as I'm aware, yeah, as far as I'm aware. It's crazy, isn't it? Two months of squad building. Cannot wait. Well, there's been a there's been a fair bit this week. Well, not a fair bit. There's been a couple of bits and pieces. A couple coming in, one definitely leaving, and a bit of a charm offensive behind the scenes. And that's probably where we should start. Sandro Di Michele was on the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge with Hannahs and Tyler and Co. Um, you listened to it, Terry. What, what was the hot take? What was the big? What was the big bits for you? What were the big bits for me? Um, do you know what? I think. I think. I think the biggest takeaway from this week, whether it was in that or whether it was in other media that sort of seeped out, is is that Sandro is is writing checks and 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 it'll be interesting to see whether he can cash them right so he has put his faith in Scott Lindsay and he's owned that he's owned that in multiple interviews um and he's now come out and said that we will have a better squad than last season and he's got he's going to own that as well so um look it's very very early days in terms of in in terms of judging De Michele as a technical director and it's even earlier days to start judging our squad for the coming season, but uh, ultimately, he—the one thing you can't—you can't sort of accuse him of—is—is is not making bold claims and 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 not putting his money where his mouth is, or well, let's see whether he puts his money where his mouth is. But he's certainly—he's certainly saying the right things. Um, he's not ducking and diving anything, is he, at the moment? So let's uh, let's let, let's see whether let's see whether he can start delivering on uh, on the promises that he's making the the difference that we've had as fans in terms of what we're hearing from people at the club now in comparison to the whole of last season is completely chalk and cheese now isn't it whether they're saying the right things or wrong things is irrelevant like it's we've, we've kind of turned into a normal club in operation at the moment in terms of content produce I mean it's it's the literal equivalent of your bread and butter content, but it's here again now, which is good to see. Yeah, and a long time coming. And look, we can we can overanalyze what happened last year in terms of complete lack of engagement with the fans through the media. Was that Bengana? Was that an internal decision? Who knows? Um, we've seen big turnover at multiple levels of the club, and and it's it's just nice to be. It's it's nice to have people on board again who who do want to engage and do want to deliver, and ultimately. Football is a marketing game. Football is a football is a customer centric um, business, and you know we want to sell season tickets. We want to we want to be a club that it, that has a good vibe and a good energy around them. We want to sell shirts, even if we can't deliver them. So it it's it's important that the that, that every individual understands that that they have a role to play in in selling this club, selling this club to the fans, to the community. We've had a good start. Ultimately, we all know we've all been around the block long enough to know that the only way to really fill the ground is by having a competitive team, and that's that's the missing piece of the jigsaw, right? But yeah, you certainly can't hold um, you certainly can't hold any accusation of of ducking ducking the big questions at the moment when, when it comes to um, when it comes to Sandro. I guess you probably can't say the same thing for the Monday night panel um, and Rob Angus. Um, and that, that absolutely no no criticism at all of, of, of the guys who who put on that show. It, it is it is very good, and that was very good. But I still think that um, that there are questions outside of the football hierarchy of this club 
that that fans do want answered and 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 we had the CEO on a live stream not answering them so that that was a bit frustrating but um yeah Di Michele on 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 the uh on with Hannes and and, and his crew was, was was really really interesting to listen to and 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 Hannes and the guys did a great job as well so fair play to them yeah absolutely it's great to see Swindon Town fans have never been so spoilt in terms of content and long may that continue. Let's talk about an exit. We knew we knew he'd gone, but he has found a new club. Dion Conroy, former captain. Crawley Town, two-year deal. What are your feelings on that? Oh, man, what are my feelings on that? <laughs> I have absolutely no opinion on the club that he's joined. It, it's everybody's everybody's right to go and make the decision that is best for them as individuals and businesses. So, any opinion I have on Dion Conroy is about him him leaving us or or him or us not trying to get him to stay, and it is absolutely not on him going to Crawley. Um, there are multiple reasons why people take jobs, whether it's money or location or f- friends or whatever. It literally makes no difference in none of our business. So. Good luck to him. Brilliant servant for the club. I am a huge Dion Conroy fan. I understand that many of our fan base aren't. That's okay. I think not offering him a deal and trying to keep him is an unnecessary gamble. We've, we have to go into the market and find a better player at this level than Dion Conroy. And there aren't many, in my opinion, there aren't many centre-halves of his type, of his character, of his profile at this level they don't grow on trees they're not to a penny so I think it's a fantastic signing for Crawley and um, I'm sure I'm sure Dion's done the right thing for him and his family so um, yeah I'm not going to get into the big club small club nonsense good good luck to him hope he hoping hope he enjoys his time there and I really really hope we replace him with with a player um, arguably we've not done that yet but you know as like as everyone keeps telling me it's early <laughs> It's very early. So big club, small club, crypto club, no opinions. Oh, I can't go down there. I can't start talking to you about crypto, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a lemon, lemon juice cake and love island downstairs. I, I you know, the, us, us doing a crypto, a crypto pod is, is easily eating into my, uh, my Saturday morning, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Ponzi scheme. But look, if Dion Conroy and Dom Telford are happy to get paid in JPEGs, then good luck. To them. Indeed. What if what if Jack Payne is is the next in line? Again, I, I, I just, I'm not going to change my value in so much that I'm not. These are individuals who are living their careers and they make the decision that's best for them. Who are we to judge? Like, I'm just. It's not really something that I want to. Like, who is a good club? Who is a bad club for Jack Payne to Jack Payne to go and join? Like, of course. If he goes and signs for Pompey, that makes it easier to swallow than if he goes and plays for go and signs for Crawley. Um, of course, I don't want to see him in a League Two shirt that's not um, swirly, two tone red with black trim. <laughs> but that that's these are individuals who are living out there, living their lives. I think it, it's it's and I, I commented on this the the other day when we were chatting um, separately off mic in, ter- in terms of. The whole club ethos and everything Sandro Di Michele has been saying is about we find players, we develop them, we sell them, or we let them go. So if that's what we do, that's what we do. You can't then be annoyed when players go. That is literally mm-hmm. the stated aim. The stated aim of this club is to develop players and move them on. 
So if we choose not to try and keep Jack Payne or if we choose not to pay Jack Payne what somebody else is willing to pay him, that's our business choice and it's his it's his choice as an individual to go and play for whoever he wants. Absolutely cannot hold it against these individuals. And, and it's just lunacy when people try out the line where I only want players that want to play for Swindon. Newsflash, <laughs> nobody in League One and League Two wants to play for Swindon. Like, it's not a thing. Like, they're not fans. They are professionals. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was a rant. No, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree. And it's a rant as well. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd largely agree with that. It, and, I mean, if we're honest, if Swindon have offered Payne the sort of money that you would assume, whether that's what he's on or, or more or, or even if a little bit less – Given what we know Swindon Town are doing in terms of their transfer policy, thinking about how much Jack Payne would have been offered, it's probably likely that Swindon can bring in two or three players on the combined wage of what Jack Payne was expected to get. So that will be the silver lining, won't it? That one Jack Payne is a big loss. You can get two or three players with the freeing up of his wages and the budget. Yeah, and, and I think what's really interesting, somebody mentioned this to me the other day, we're having a good chat about Jack Payne, and I'm the biggest Jack Payne fan. I'd love it if he stayed. And I, it would it'd be fantastic. I'd give him the armband and build the team around him. But um, if, Jack, if, we, if Jack Payne didn't play for us, well, Jack Payne doesn't pay for us, play for us, right? He's out of contract as of today. Would we sign Jack Payne? No. No, we wouldn't, because he he does not fit at all the structure and the model that we are now talking about and trying to build and trying to develop. So, look, if he wherever wherever he ends up, good luck again. Good luck to him. Fantastic servant to the club. Um, it will be a real, real shame. I'd love him to stay. But the flip side of that is, if you literally want to boil it down to to numbers and data, which is what we're looking to do and, and finding undervalued players, then then keep on, keep on uh, adding 500 quid a week, 500 quid a week to Jack Payne's salary until he says yes, isn't isn't in the business model, is it? As much as we want it to be. Okay, then we'll, we'll move on to players who have signed. So the first one through the door this week was Kean Harris. Uh, he signed uh, on a 12-month contract having been released by Bristol Rovers. It was one of those classic social media ones where, sure, Swindon fans might have been a little bit underwhelmed or whatever, but Bristol Rovers fans took some delight. And I think Kean took exception to some of the comments and took to Twitter to say, well, you know, thanks for nothing, kind of, um, in, in, in tone. I reached out to a Bristol Rovers fan that I know, respect the opinion of, and I was quite interested by what he had to say. He said, you know, the stuff he got on Twitter was ridiculous because he's never shown he has a bad attitude and he's never fallen out with the fans. He just hasn't been that good for Bristol Rovers at all. He's very much the modern centre-back who wants to play out from the back and drive into midfield with it, etc. And one in five times it comes off and he looks like the next Van Dyke. But the majority of the other four times, it usually ends disastrously uh, with him giving away the ball in a terrible position or something of the sort, which sounds kind of familiar in many ways, does it not? Careful. 
<laughs> He's kind of fits in just fine, isn't he? <laughs> a little bit of the Dion Conroy's there. If if you if you were to describe, I could definitely read that and someone say that's Dion Conroy. Hundred percent. Yeah, they, maybe maybe the one in five is a bit harsh. Um, yeah, ma- yeah, maybe it's a one in two or a one in three with Dion. But <laughs> I, I I do get where you're coming from. I think um, I I. I on paper, it looks like a solid backup option at centre half, doesn't it? I think um, again, it's it's really really early to judge. If, are we bringing in? Are we bringing him in to be forty six games heartbeat of the centre heartbeat of the back line? I hope not, um, because that would say to me that we're we're not going to compete this year. Are we bringing him in to to be an option and and have around the place as a local relatively? sensibly priced back up that's fine um let's let, let let's see how that plays out again it's really hard to to put context onto these individuals without knowing knowing where they fit in the depth chart and and and, and where they who they're up against in terms of securing minutes i guess isn't it i, I think yeah. the one thing just on the um just on the bristol rovers reaction i couldn't help but think um your the comments from your Bristol Rovers supporting friend, I, f- I found really interesting in light of um, in light of our own social media fan base frothing today at JoJo making a mistake. Yeah, um, because I think the words you used were never showed a bad attitude um, and and never did anything to offend the fans, which is exactly and I would use those words for, for JoJo, and yet. You know, we're taking exception to Bristol Rovers fans whinging about Harry's and, and frothing at the mouth that Jojo's made a mistake. So, again, it's it's the beauty of social media, I suppose. 100%. That means I agree with you. I, I wish Harry's, just like every player that's ever walked through the door, I don't really care what they, what they did previously. I, I do find the comments qu- quite interesting because it was so, so close to how people would describe Dion Conroy. To steal another Swindon fan's questions, I was talking to a town fan yesterday and they were talking about, you know, how Swindon are, are looking to go forward with their transfer policy, but highlighted the notion that Harris was only on a 12-month contract. I know it's not going to be sort of that rigid, everyone's going to get two, three development sort of years, but is there any? Is there a conversation there? Is this, is Harris such someone to fill the void for the time being? Or, you know, some players are going to get 12-month contracts with probable triggers. Who knows? I think, I think for me, that 12-month screams, it, it, it's, a, it's a sensible, reliable move for everybody. He'll do a job for a year and let's see where we are in 12 months. That, that that's what it says to me. Um, you know, we we've we've seen other players that are much more in line with both the quality and the background that we would hope to be signing coming in on two two year deals. Um, so I I would imagine like this game only works. The game that 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 we're now our stated aim of the club only works if you're giving out two or three year deals um, because otherwise people are just going to walk away. But but in a, in a year's time, Harris is going to be 26, and assuming he's a bit part player for us this year, there is no there is no sort of further on sale value there, is there? You know, as but whereas if you look at Shade and um, and Divine coming in, you would you would really hope that if they have a good season and we do and we and we do look to move them on up to top end league or bottom end of the championship, which is where we should be selling players into, 
then then it makes much more sense that they've got two year deals. Also joining the club this week, but on loan is Kieran Brennan, a former Republic of Ireland youth international who is a native of Sheffield and plays for Sheffield Wednesday. He's here for the season. Uh, he has had time out on loan with Gainsborough Trinity and more recently Notts County, where he played four games, didn't go quite as well from there. But he was recalled and a part of Sheffield Wednesday's first team last season where he played 11 times in the league, League One level, starting five of those. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy with this signing, if I'm completely honest with you, Terry. Um, I did some research with Bristol Rovers fans. Did you do yours with Sheffield Wednesday? I got sent and forwarded a few a few uh, sporadic messages from from Owls fans, and it all ultimately did all seem relatively positive. Um, it, it, it sort of ranged from the cracking signing, big future, um, had a good run in the team last year, could have been around it this year at the top end, down to. He needs games and Swindon are a good footballing club to, to 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 be at and learn from because he he has got a bit of work and a bit of a bit of defensive development to to make. There certainly wasn't any sort of um, huge negatives in, in in the feedback that, that that any of us have seen around Brennan. So I think this is exactly exactly the sort sort of um, smart loan signing that I think I think we should be picking up, and even the, the smart permanent signings that we should that I think we'll see picking us picking up later on the window. Um, players who have a good pedigree, who are in their early 20s, who have been part of a rotation at League One level, but are now looking to to, to put together a 46-game season. That is exactly where we should be shopping, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested by this one, really interested by it. Um, yeah. Plus, he is the reincarnation of Andy Nicholas. Um, so, that. You know, I can't, I can't help but see Nico when I look at him. So hopefully, uh, do you? Does he look like? Andy yeah, I, yeah. It just, it just, it boiled, it boiled my brain for a while, and then, and then I got it, and I'm just running with it now. So a 2022 version of Andy Nicholas. Let's have a look. Okay, it's, it's in the structure of the face, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah, the yeah. chin. Is it the chin? Should we go with the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's something in there. There's something in. There. Yeah. Something well, it's, I'm just happy to welcome back the chin of Andy Nicholas. Great to see. Um, yeah. So, so that takes the squad officially up to 19. Um, we assume Payne will leave. We assume Rob Hunt will go. We haven't got a clue what Akin Odomeo is up to at the moment. No one's really talking about Akin Odomeo, but. He did, he did this last season, didn't he, where he explored his options quite fairly last summer, I might add, and quite fairly this summer too. Went on trial with Portsmouth last year. Where's your head at with Odomeo? Sign him up. Mm. Yeah, like 100%. Like, again, it's all, about take, it's all about risk, right? Like, if you choose if you choose not to... I'm assuming, assuming we do want him and it's taking a long time, but, like, not having him and trying to replace him is a bigger gamble than having him. Like we know, we know he's more than capable of being a top end league two, bottom end league one, right centre back, um, and arguably a right back. Actually, in a four, I prefer a right back as opposed to right centre back. But um, yeah, like I'd love to see him put pen to paper on a new deal, and, and hopefully this time a longer one than twelve months. So, so every July we don't we don't 
wonder where he is in the world. Where do you think he is? Do you know what? I reckon he's probably just chilling. Nice. Just, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Like, why? Like, I do. I do often think like if I was a sort of average yet in demand footballer, and by in demand I mean I'm, I'll probably get a club. Like, bollocks to signing for someone now. When you <laughs> like, why would I go and do preseason? <laughs> Sign me up the last week the last week of preseason. Like, I don't want to be doing suicides and playing at Melksham away. I wanna I just wanna be chilling in my garden and then bail me on July the twentieth and I'll come down. So I'm I, hopefully he's doing that. And all you need to do is go for a little run in a park and get one of your mates to be a P, pretend to be a PT and put a resistance band around your, your legs. <laughs> put that on Instagram, job done. It looks like you're keeping yourself fit. Oh the cynic, Terry, but you know, <laughs> probably fair. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like to think he's, you know, at a family golf centre in Wokingham or something. Just just relaxing. Just just living yeah, his exactly. life. <laughs> yeah. well, I reckon right now, Akinodomeo is having a lovely little barbecue. Oh, I wish I was. Yeah. Yeah. I wish just, I was. You know, he's back home having a lovely time. Oh. How, how are you feeling about the squad build? Uh, how am I feeling about the squad build? Lots and lots and lots of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um realistically I think we all agree that the four or five first year pros aren't ready for league football I'd put Harry Parsons in there as well mm-hmm. um so I think we're I think we're eight to ten short and I think six or seven of those have to be genuine first team options including three strikers we don't have a striker in the building so um getting getting goals in the team would be would be would be a good place to start but what I will say is we've lived we've lived this cycle enough um to know how this works and as much as it is frustrating and as much as it is to see as much as as much as it is frustrating to see clubs at our level go and sign players who we we might think could do a job let's be frank it's just because we've heard of them um let's let's try and have a bit of faith and a bit of patience and this is me telling myself here more than anything else because as you know I've been freaking out the last two weeks so um just, just, just sticking with it. I just, all, I'm just desperate for us to not waste the momentum of last season. I think that's why I'm so touchy this year. I just, it was last year was so great, and everybody reconnected with the club. You know, our following home and away was brilliant, and I just don't want that to drift and seep away and us finish thirteenth and. Yeah, just really, really, really want to compete again. Yeah, I think we need to, you know, hold steady. And and I've been told a few times by fans, yet again, Steen and other people's opinions, but I find it interesting. It's like June signings, they're they're the they're the players that are being told by their agent, look, you need to sign that contract because you know, you sit and wait. You ain't getting any better than that. And I say that with complete respect to to Harris and and those who have signed. But I I, I buy into that. And if I was a professional footballer, I'd be signing for everyone at the first opportunity. You know, just like, God, I just need that two-year deal. Just give me it. But, but, you know, some agents say, look, you'll get what you want. You just got to wait until July, August. So the June signings, they're the ones, they're the guys that more often than not, either need to sign that contract or they just want to get it sorted so they can go on their holidays and not worry and so forth. Now we're going into the stage of the summer where there will be, you know, a wooing factor behind the scenes where four, five, six clubs are courting the same player and, you know, wage demands go up. It's probably why we haven't seen Payne sign for someone and Rob Hunt haven't signed 
has, hasn't signed for anyone, and also Akinodebeo. So they, they feel that they can get more elsewhere and they're completely within their right to have a look. But like you said at the top of the pod, the fact that we've got to go through the whole of July and the whole of August, which is, we all know that the big player, the big centre forward, the one that you really want, isn't going to rock up potentially until like Stockport away, <laughs> which yeah. is like, what, no. six games in. Yeah, one seventh our season that gone before, but and and look, this is just change the system, just make the deadline day, make deadline day the day before the season. It'd be so much better. Yeah, I think for all as well, like even like for the industry, just yeah, I just always remember Richie Wellens hated sort of the he was new to it at this stage. He might love it now, and he's having a great time at Orient in terms of business, but. You know, he hated like this constant phoning around, talking to people. So this, this, why not make it an intense or, or shorter window? No, nobody. I don't. I'm not bothered by the transfer window now. It doesn't thrill me in any way, shape, or form. Seven, seven games in August, I think, including cup games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a game every three and a half days. Lots of travel. The last thing the club want to be doing is messing around with with the bloody unveilings and. Getting getting players here, there, and everywhere, and you know, embedding them in the squad. Just make deadline day the Friday night before the season. Get it done. We're so much better. Absolutely. Well, we'll see what's going on. But this weekend, Melksham Town, which probably means multiple trialists, which we all look forward to. Uh, people doing all the hard work for us by by finding out who individuals are. We've been waiting to see who the uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic lookalike has been in the background in some of the... I've got an update, Rich. You've got an update. Go. Who is Zlatan? Zlatan. So, Tyler and I are convinced yeah. that it is Joe Wildsmith. Oh, the Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper. And we were very unconvinced because why would it be a goalkeeper? Yeah. And there are now pictures of said Zlatan lookalike in goalkeeper gloves. So, and it's either uh, the biggest ruse, or it is Joe Wildsmith. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about Joe Wildsmith is he had an outfield number for a while, didn't he? One season, um, he, wore, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have a number one, and it it triggered a lot him, of people. Didn't they, didn't they give him number two because he was the number two? Yeah. Something yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was. I, I, I. That's that's the thing I remember. Um, that he had an outfield one and it outraged many, many people. But yeah, I mean, that would be quite something. You you have to ask questions then, because I think we, we signed a young goalkeeper too early in the week, an 18-year-old. So then suddenly we have four goalkeepers in a potential squad of 22. I know the 18-year-old will be with the development team. Yeah, I mean, look... Quite why you would think we quite why we do that, God only knows, unless unless one of them's on their way out or one of them is injured. So you're not gonna have three senior goalkeepers in this squad, surely. And more importantly, you're not gonna use then use a lone E as one of them, are you? That would be no absolute But you know, there is there is living, breathing proof that the Zlatan look like is wearing goalkeeper gloves, and that's all we can say. And he does look like Joe Wildsman. So shout out to Tyler for um for 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 suggesting that and then and then digging out a picture of him in Swindon training gear wearing goalkeeper gloves happy birthday Tyler something crazy to do on your birthday but I respect it I respect it completely um yeah I'm I'm absolutely livid with the weather forecast this weekend the weather is not pre-season weather at all it's gonna rain at Melksham I don't know what's annoying me more the weather forecast or 
having to prepare myself for people doing proud day for the trialist family jokes. I think it's the latter yeah. that will annoy me more. Just get some new material guys. Come on. <laughs> it's just a bit of fun, but sometimes fun stops, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, When the fun stops, stop making terrible jokes about trialists that you've been making every summer for the last 10 years. Every single summer. I, if, it, if it's less than four trialists, no, if it's less than five trialists, I'm going to be livid. What's the point if you don't have like five people that know they're not going to get a contract, but they're there anyway, you know, just in case. Such a, I had, the trialist thing is is just so sad. It depresses me, but I root for them all. But also just, just why give minutes to trialists? Why not give minutes to your own young players? Is is always my biggest question. Like, well, I'd much rather... Minturn plays half an hour and a half than trialist B. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Um, we never end up signing any of them. It's all a waste of time. Just play your young players. Except the centre forward that scores three and then two against Hungerford and then gets a year contract and then isn't seen yeah, again after October. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, in all fairness, we haven't done that in the last couple of years. Thank no, you. we haven't, have we? Who was it? Um, who, who was the most recent version of that? I'm trying to think. Um, there wasn't there. It was Bruno Tavares last summer, wasn't it? Oh, um, Harry McCurdy, really? I mean, if you could, you could argue, and it's, it's worked out swimmingly. Yeah, but... I, I don't put McCurdy in. I know he was on trial, but it, I, I, it was actually more he was training with the club with a view to a deal as opposed to trialist. It feels very different to me. And the same as if Joe Wildsmith is trialist C tomorrow for half an hour, that isn't to me. That isn't a trialist. The trialist for me is. Some fella that you found on Hackney Marshes or playing for for in the Hellenic second division or whatever. Oh, um, Maxwell so. Oldham, yes, played for played in what that like non World Cup. Phil Brown liked the look of him and brought him to Swindon. Um, American chap that, and I think he worked in the city too. So that's pure cinema. That's Hollywood stuff. That other than the fact that he didn't get the contract, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's all the fun and the fair rich, isn't it? Isn't it just? And we're talking absolute nonsense for no reason. So we'll we'll leave it there. We'll we'll do a pod on the Melksham game and any other news that I'm sure we'll hear over the weekend. But until then, Terry, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.